Hi, I'm Kate Thomas, owner of North and Leisure. I help travelers and travel pros plan custom itineraries to Ireland, Scotland, and Atlantic Canada. And I'm Heather Christopher, owner of Heather Christopher Travel Consulting. I help time-starved couples and families plan seamless vacations. This is the true story of two travel professionals with over 20 years of experience that agreed to start a podcast. Find out what happens when we air the behind the scenes. This is Travel Pro Theory. All right. Hi, I am Kate. And I'm Heather. And this is Travel Pro Theory. <laughs> Sorry. And today we're going to talk about that. education. What? <laughs> I was like, apologies for singing theory. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we always do it a little different. Someday we'll, we'll spend the money yeah. on a good intro. But for yeah. now... Yeah, it works. Oh, I heard an intro. Sorry, we're already off topic. I heard an intro. I cannot remember the podcast to give it credit. But it said um, the intro part of it said like, in this episode, we have barnyard language. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, that's what we need. (laughs) (laughs) Barnyard language. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard it called that. Barnyard language. Oh, I mean, that's accurate farm kid I can tell well you. that's true you grew up on a, a lot farm, of bad you know. language in the barn yeah. <laughs> that was like that's valid that's valid okay i just never heard it called that but um yeah. i would okay sorry, definitely but... <laughs> <laughs> i'm done i'm I done know. for today I can know. we get you guys this? i'm on like no no sleep so i'm like captain distraction over here but today we're planning to talk about education <laughs> we're planning <laughs> We realized it's an that aspirational episode. <laughs> <laughs> we realized that that was one of the topics you guys asked us to cover, and we like started to in the podcast that we. I think that one that was our first listener. One. I think that was yeah. It. Or the first yeah, that was one? in the first okay. yeah, the very first listener question episode. And we realized we didn't really cover it properly. <laughs> we missed out on a hundred things, so we thought we would just do an entire episode based on education and we're going to split it into two uh sections i'm sure they will overlap in a lot of ways because that's kind of how our industry works but we're going to split it into business education and then we're going to split it into and the other side is destination and product knowledge and like where we where we think you can get your education at what resources are available where we've gotten our education from um katie and i harp on this a lot we realize uh, and we're waiting for somebody to throw it back in our face, actually. <laughs> um, we just talked about that yesterday. Like, somebody, someday. Because yeah. we asked for know, feedback like, on our... I know. I was like, Go if ahead. I had an opinion about this, I would definitely have messaged us. <laughs> when we ask for an opinion and everybody's being sweet, we're like, we know our time yeah. is coming. Somebody's going to be snarky. I know. Um, somebody's going to be snarky. And we will have earned it. Yeah. <laughs> we're okay with that, right? Yeah, um, we're okay. So we realized that, again, a lot of our education came from hands-on experience working for somebody else, and a lot of a lot of you are not in that situation. We do think that there's a way around that in the sense that, not a way around it, that's not a good way to say it. You should reach out to somebody and ask them to mentor you. I realize, though, a lot of people are very, very selfish, A, on their time, which everybody has a right to be, but mm-hmm. B, something is happening. Um, I know we yelled at you guys on Instagram about this last week uh, or whenever it was, because I don't know when you're going to listen to this, the other week when I was like, hey, let's share what our client gifts are. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, mom is the word. Yeah, silence. (laughs) And I absolutely have no effing patience for that, friends. I 
Katie and I believe in community over competition. We're actually going to create a resource page on TPT's website that is going to share every other podcast we're aware of, um, all of the the training and education resources that we can think of that we come across. Uh, um, we just learned about a new like young professionals group. Is it called? Sc- I'm not going to say this right. Skull. Skull. I assumed it was S K A with a th- weird thing L. L. Yeah. With the weird thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The little little circle above the A. Guys, no languages, please. I grew up in central Pennsylvania. Like, no languages. (laughs) You're lucky I don't say Washington, okay? You're just so lucky that I did not adapt that. You're killing me because my mom's, like, my grandparents on my mom's side, they would definitely, like, they had to wash clothes. (laughs) Yeah, that's my, bless my mother-in-law's heart. But she is a washer. Uh, <laughs> speaking of education. Oh, so, um, so anyways, I always ask for grace when it comes to uh, languages and uh, what is it? Why can't I think of that Pronunci- word today? Pronunciation. Yes. Thank you. And like dialect. The, the, I, yes. You just yeah. nature versus nurture here. Um, OK, so we're going to put that up because we believe in community over competition. So it really yeah. it actually bothers us to our core when you're not willing to share. And and we don't always have to share your responses. If there's something you're very feeling very private about, we want to respect that. We could talk yeah. about it for you. We don't have to say who gave us the idea. But that is an old school mentality. Like that reminds mm-hmm. me of the travel agents of, of yesteryear that I grew up with. Uh, that didn't share that like it was very hard to find somebody who was sharing because back then it was like cutthroat and then rising yeah. tide society brought about this whole community over competition years ago at this point and it is such a beautiful thing i think if you want some world fucking peace this is a way to start yeah. it well and and i think too like we should point out obviously we're not asking you to give away something that's like super proprietary or share every every behind the scene things of your business but yeah i mean certain stuff like i mean client gifts like come on come on How you know it? what i mean it's not a that's not gonna shred your business to bits if somebody else is like buying luggage tags as well. You know what I mean? Because that's n- that's definitely not unique. That is it. Whatever you think, it's not unique. Uh, oh man, I've said this but before, I- but like my my registered dietitian always likes to remind me you're not a special snowflake, and mm-hmm. this is. You're not. And Katie, well, you said this. You reminded this the edit. Sorry, damn, I've interrupted you about ten times already. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you said it the other day though, like our rule number one beyond community cover competition. Oh, yeah. oh fuck. I'm I've already sworn three times. I've already I'm done. We're we're nailing our rule, it. We're just doing great. Um yeah. our rule besides community over competition is don't be a dick. Don't steal somebody's yeah. shit that's actually yeah. worth stealing. Don't take their idea and just right. steal it and and say that it's your own yeah it's one thing to be inspired by it's one thing like obviously we're going to be selling our template bundle number two that we're trying to finalize right now like yes you're buying it you're we intend for you to use it if we share things and share ideas we intend for you to use them um but there's and we've already encountered it's been like five minutes into tpt you know what i'm saying like two months and we it's already been interesting at some of the things that we have seen that have been uh not community over competition (laughs) yeah that are literally the opposite of everything we're over here preaching 
Yeah, which is really disappointing. So yeah, it's like one, and you know, here's the thing, you know, when you're sharing something versus, uh, or when you're inspired by something, when you're adopting good ideas into your own business. Actually, I think here's where you kind of can, and correct me if I'm wrong, Heather, this is sort of where I draw the line. Like there's two ways, like one, it's a gut feeling, you know, if you're like, oh, I hope then like, I'm just gonna take this and run by. Um, but two, it's one thing to take, you know, use ideas and adopt them into your business to improve your business and grow. And then it's another thing to just be like, oh, I'm gonna also take this idea and try to tout it as my own and then try to charge other people to talk about this idea. <laughs> It's weird how that works. Hmm. So beyond weird. So weird. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> okay. Well, that was a good. There's your lesson in education for today, friends. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Okay. It's pretty easy. Yeah, the thing is, it's like every the, the tra- and as we all know, like the travel industry is super small. Like where gets around, people know each other. Um. I also get really mad when I don't know people. I get that. Uh, Heather does get mad. I get she pissed. People. She is. She's like, like wait, who, who are you? <laughs> don't understand but, where you came from but like you're i the reason we talk about community we not only just believe in community over competition but that is going to serve you better in the long run like you're much better off having very solid excellent relationships within this industry than to um take one idea and try to sell it you won't you'll profit more on relationships uh yeah it's a business of people didn't know if y'all mm-hmm. knew that but travel is the business of people whether you like people or not, it's still yeah, yeah. business. Like I know that, that that feels a little on the nose for me. <laughs> I was, you like people enough, obviously. I mean, I do like people. You might not enough. love them, but I know you, you can get by. Uh, I, I think a lot by. of people can relate to that, and I I've said that to you before. Like I I don't know why people think I actually like people, but um, <laughs> I was like I do I hate them most of the time, but you know we can get by so. Well, okay. you know what's funny is, oh, sorry, I'm, all, I'm, no, sorry, you're I'm on the tangent train. Um, Go for it. It's like, I've kind of talked about, we've talked about Enneagram types on here, you know, and I, I'm a five, which is definitely like the more um, introverted type. And I've talked about like, um, you know, that on, on, Insta- on my Instagram, I've been talking about it more just because I've been more interested in it as of lately. And it has actually been wonderful like the messages I'm getting, I loved it. I got a message from someone um, last night who, she doesn't live in Florida anymore, but she lived in the town over. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I just took the test and I'm also a five. And I was like, girl, we've got a bond, you know? I know, I know. I know <laughs> what you're dealing with other. over here. Yeah. yeah so it's actually kind of other. funny. It's nice in that way. It's like I'm finding a connection with people by through the thing that says I'm bad at connecting with people, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Anywho. Education. Um, Education. Yeah, let's start. Which one should we start with? Destin, like product destination or business? Um, let's start with product destination. Let's go through that. Okay, that's honestly a yeah. hair. Some in some ways a hair bit more boring. To, well, to you and I because we do own our own businesses, so this yeah. part doesn't well, quite excite me in the way because we're still living in the world of webinars. Um, and I I've, just, I've, I'm not I, a webinar um, girl. I've never, do, I mean, I've done, I have done webinars for, on like business topics. I, I have not done, um, webinars on product actually. Oops. Oh, well, that's interesting. I, that's, I mean, you're not that's missing not really anything. How I, that's not really how I, uh, learn things. Me neither. But Me neither. 
Yeah, so let's talk about destination. But they exist. Let's they talk exist. about the fact that they exist. There are literally mm. so many, I'm sure all of you are, and if you're not aware, there are literally probably hundreds of thousands of webinars you can take on every single destination product related to the travel industry. Yeah. There's no lack. And I understand why. It's the best way to get a, a, a good source of information out to a massive amount of people that all have different schedules. And also to be able, it's such a good thing to be able to hear a voice instead of just reading. Like I think there's a lot of Ooh, that mm-hmm. can occur. So I, I actually understand a webinar, but I want to shout out to um, the This Job Sucks podcast that AIC Hotel Group does because they actually, their point of the starting their podcast was to get rid of webinars. And I think oh, that's a really nice. interesting idea. Well, because who watches, I mean, sorry to everyone who watches, who watches webinars anymore, though? Really? I I mean. They're realizing um, that. They took their data. They listened to their travel advisors Mm -hmm. and took the data and said, hey, nobody wants this. What do we do to get rid of it? Yeah. Like, I think that's, I give them mad props for that. Because. Yeah. That's taking, you know, being resourceful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the ways, of course, destination knowledge is a little different on my, I mean, it's not different, um, but one of the reasons I really don't, I've never been on into the a webinar game is because I'm so niche in what I'm learning. You know what I mean? So I, I my education on, de- on destination comes mostly from traveling and also from being like my old job listening constantly getting to know the hotels via booking them you know what i mean like you learn a lot about room types when you're just booking all the different room types it's like okay i know that this can connect to this i know i can put two kids in this room um that's a lot of important information i know that these people are easier to work with these are things that are crucial like if you're working on a a trip where it's a little more like the stakes are higher you know they're either spending more money or the expectations are higher or whatever um who you choose as your partners for that in terms of hotels or guides is really important because you want to know that like at the not only is their product good but they can work with you in a way that you feel confident in that they're going to take right. care of things um so that was that's kind of what been more my education on that side of it and then also for me it's just um a lot of asking questions like i'm always like if i if if a place is on my radar um i have i'll check in with my ireland peeps about it um mostly my guide uh because i'm like tell me is this should i is this worth me looking into or no you know what i mean and i'll get the skinny and then from there mm-hmm. um i can reach out to them and ask ask a, i'm more team ask questions because even after a webinar i'm like i still ha- i don't i have more questions <laughs> well it's also not applicable like you know if until yeah. the situation has occurred it's not applicable you're like wait yeah. this is the particular scenario i'm working through and mm-hmm. you know our job as advisors is to know our clients really well to match make to the right supplier and to know mm-hmm. who's going to handle it best and i come to you and say katie here's the scenario what do you think is best so it's i if you had given a webinar six months ago i might pull something from that like or i just yeah. might feel confident that you're the best fit for this but i'm probably yeah. still going to have follow-up questions so i think I think, you know, when I, this is related, but maybe unrelated, when I, when suppliers are looking at ways to, to find a way to connect with advisors better, 
I just mm-hmm. think keeping their their BDM team or their sales team having an opportunity like a place to ask questions constantly would actually be more beneficial knowing that they're actually available but like i know so many of them are on the road all the time which i understand that's part of the job but then Mm. they can't get back to me like they try it's not i want to be clear that this is not for a lack of trying on their end i have so many wonderful sales reps that are literally hustling i could not do that job um but it's also there's not a place to constantly ask them or they don't have a support staff um to go back and ask quick questions when i need it so i feel like that's where the disconnect is on their end they need a better system for like where can we have people go i would actually as much as i'm not into facebook groups the i know classic vacations has a facebook group and i think it's utilized really well and everybody knows they can go there and get a quick answer they don't have to follow up to their bdm there's somebody managing that full time and they can get yeah oh I so granted that's that a idea. that's a position it's another position but yeah would that result in better sales and a better relationship yeah. because they're more approachable i think so well because you also have to look at things i think i think one of the um points we kind of like would like to make in terms of education is that uh sure webinars are great or the podcasts are great if that's an, an option or even just like reading through their website thoroughly is great or going to trade shows and having those quick meetings is great but that is all like so surface level so that is where you are introduced to a product or a destination or whatever you know a service a guide a hotel um and that's like just sort of an awareness that's putting it on your radar and i think Mm -hmm. the real education is then the next steps like what does this look like in practice what are they best for what um how can i work with them best and and go and and kind of like dig deeper into that aspect i think it's very i i won't i won't say easy um because it's a lot i mean obviously that's a huge time commitment to go to events and meet a lot of people and go to and, and watch webinars and constantly stay up on top of that um but it, it i think understanding that that is more surface level and you're kind of, if you are interested in something and then you you take it and maybe you you post it on Instagram right away because you're like oh my gosh just learned about this place can't wait to send people here um, that right. that's always a great thing but then it's like you might find out later that it's like oh actually um, you know I this isn't the type of thing I would go to this place for does that make sense I that makes sense a lot and. I think you hit a really key point too, where you could go to six of the specialized trade shows a year. And if, and I know there's gonna be people on that are listening that are like, wait, how do I even find these trade shows? That's a great question. And I don't know of one a one-stop shop to find all of them. But if you Google like travel industry trade shows, um, there's ones for every destination. So let's say you, you yes. love France. There's actually several for France in particular. And that's a good question to start asking other advisors. Like, yeah. hey, how what do you get an France invite? One? Like, I I no ILTM. Yeah. Oh, but that's not just luxury. for France. That's oh, ILTM. Oh, but it's just, just in France. It's in, yeah. 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 But I, I think, so I think you find out about them a few different ways. And as far as getting an invite, you need to, you don't necessarily have to have a solid book of business, Katie. And I know that's not true. They don't vet mm-hmm. crap anymore. They, don't. Um, yeah. they say they do. But anywho, that's another tangent. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you have to be able to show some sustainability in terms of 
whatever, or have a really good referral to get you in to say, hey, she has a really good, he or she has a really good chance of, of selling this product is very interested. And most people will take a chance on you. Um, yeah. But you could go to six a year because a lot of, for, I think we want to touch on this here in a minute, but for the advisors, they're mostly hosted positions where you're not paying very much or a penny to go because the suppliers are paying so all of it. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. If you go to six of those a year, that's great. But like Katie's saying, you're touching surface level because we've all, or I shouldn't say we've all, most of us have been to an event, a trade show or some type of conference where we've met a supplier and we're like, man, they sound like they are it. I love them. I'm obsessed with them. We get home, we start to use them and we're like, oh my God, this is painful. Mm -hmm. And you find out the hard way that it, they're just like a bunch of talk and no walk. And so it's... Katie's example is excellent like you have to find out whether they really can handle it yeah like you need to it's not just enough to sort of think that their property looks cool or that their service looks cool it's like at the end of the day are these people going to have your back when your clients are there that's really the key bit of information I think what we could touch on here too is what questions you should ask when you're meeting somebody because and Katie and I were just discussing this because this is a huge pet peeve of mine I think we I bitched about it last week um, or on our last podcast, which I don't actually know if that episode's out yet because um, I can't remember if that was the first or second one we recorded <laughs> last week. Um, I can't handle it when I present myself via email to a supplier and tell them exactly how I work and then they totally disrespect and disregard everything I've said when I've put the effort into laying it out for them because I want them to, yeah. I want it to be a mutual relationship. And so... But I think some key questions asked when you're sitting in front of people when you're meeting is, what is your minimum budget you work with? And if they can't answer mm-hmm. that, that honestly, they're lying. They are, they're lying. Yeah. They have are, an ideal they sh- budget. They have an ideal budget, but they also should, I mean, even if it's... Or at least a minimum per night. Yeah, like an idea. They should be able to give you an idea or at least like some key information. Like, well, you know what? We only book four and five stars. We have a big exactly. four stars, something like that to give you. Here's like, where okay. we're best at the 10,000 yeah. plus range, the, the 300 yeah. a night range, whatever it is. They have to. Yes. The next question you should be asking them is, do you have net rate contracts? Mm-hmm. Where And if you if you do or do not, where do you have them at? Mm-hmm. Because that is also going to tell you what the markup is going to be. It's mm-hmm. going to lend a lot of clarity because a lot of people, this has been a big discussion lately, I feel like they're like, man, who can I use for Italy that is in a 30% markup? Yeah. Valid question. But if they don't have net rate contracts, guarantee there's going to be a 30% markup because they're just paying rack rate and adding your commission and their commission. Yeah. yeah. I Okay. So I'll kind of break this down um, uh, from, from supplier perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, like the different ways and that this can work because it's, I know that it's confusing. So for myself... Personally, I have primarily direct rate contracts. I also partner with a couple DMCs slash operators, whatever they want to call themselves. Um, and it's a it's varies wildly. Obviously, at the uh, where I have direct contracts is the, my best situation rate wise. Um, right. They, that's why when we say, like, I, I think a lot of people, even travel advisors, a lot of them are like, oh, I work like a tour operator because I get a net rate and then I add a markup. And I'm like, that's not, that's not how we work. Um, 
like having a direct contract like for me the reason I can sell to travel advisors is because I'm getting a rate that's good enough for me to make money and for you to make money that is a net rate contract right Um, now that said there are operators or DMCs that kind of in the background that some people know about them some people don't know about them some of them are only B2B meaning they specifically would sell to people like myself so if I were to compare their rate for a hotel that I also have a direct contract with so I can see what their rate is right. I can see what my rate is um, it's a it's like a very marginal markup so they're making right. they're making more on 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 volume because they are also most of them are holding allocation and uh, and then selling to operators like myself so they have those people in the background and then there's other types of op- sorry I know that this is like confusing welcome to travel um, right there's other operators in DMCs and sometimes you don't know this until you've tried to work with them um, and I've mm-hmm. had this where I'm like you know I'll test somebody out and I'll ask for a quote on something or whatever and then it what's really happened they don't come f- they don't they aren't forthcoming and saying this but when you get a rate that's like so much higher um consistently now if it's like a one-off here and there it could be anything it could be that the hotels are dropping inventory too low online you know what i mean like that month ended up being uh not as good as they were anticipating it being and then they're so that the direct rates the published rates are all of a sudden really low and not lining up as as well as they should have with the contracts that say I got a year ago does that make sense yes um so that would be like sort of like a one-off situation like in this like in that instance it's not pricing as well as it should have in other instances there's operators and DMCs that are really I would call them more of itinerary um based in terms of they're just they're just taking they're putting together the itinerary for you and helping you in that sense right they're just taking um essentially rack rates or like barely you know a barely discounted rate and they're doing a markup and then just giving it to you and being like right yeah you could sell it just mark it up and then that's when you get situations where it's like why is this 30 percent higher than it should be right yeah you're like what in that and it's kind of hard to know until you're in it and people are always Mm -hmm. looking for like this perfect answer dmc or tour operator and honestly i I mean it's not there isn't one there isn't one and i feel like that's constantly you know you're constantly learning who works for what and somebody i used six years ago just doesn't work for me anymore sometimes that's just the reality because yeah. my business has changed or i've changed or whatever yeah. my client base has changed or you know shifted in a different way um but i i, I do think it's worth I, asking the question so you can anticipate and a not waste their time or your time when you're yeah. first like nothing is worse I, i'm dealing with a situation of that right now and i dealt with it the other week with somebody where I, the client is patiently waiting for something i've bought as much time as i can you guys all know i work off of deadlines or if you haven't heard that story i work off of you know due dates and deadlines so i get very very impatient when i've given you a deadline and you haven't met that and i feel like i've given you enough time and you're just not managing my expectation but you have to walk through that process and when dmc's or tour operators are not forthcoming um katie is 
that is not how katie operates she's going to tell you straight up whether she can do it or not and this is how it's going to be um and that's that's so rare in this freaking world i don't know why i was gonna say like i think that asking if they have contracts is a great um question i honestly don't think most will answer you i think if you're at a trade show i don't they don't they probably don't even know that's valid and i think european operators in particular i i don't want to comment on the rest of the world because i feel like i haven't run into it quite as often and i feel like the rest of the world's pricing is a little bit but it seems to be those european dmcs are i feel like the most notorious i would love to hear everybody else's opinion on this too like if there's another part of the world you feel like does this really terribly also but they are yeah a there's thousands of them and they are so territorial it's just i think because europeans tend to be more private in general that they consider this like me asking their age like it, well, it's like I mean, i've committed a sin i they're like yeah. how dare you ask me <laughs> like uh this isn't private i have a right to know yeah. so that I, I in my head like i feel like i have a right to understand well, your business so i can best determine how we work together because if i have I a fifty thousand dollar client the, different conversation yeah. spend the yeah. money let's roll right right and i i understand it from like I, I do understand why people would be maybe hesitant to share that information because, you know, uh, here's the truth of it. Because uh, I, I know of operators that don't have any direct rate contracts and they only work with DMCs. Um, so Is that which, my fucking there's nothing, problem? No. Yeah. That's, that's, it's not. It's not. And here's the thing. Like, some of them uh, also do a good job. You know what I mean? So I also think that they, because there's so many different like layers to this on the back end it's also tricky where i think that they might be hesitant to be like well we know we're we're getting rates from this company but they're still giving good rates they're still giving good service so that you know what i mean where it might make them not sound like they're as set set up or not gotcha you know what i mean like well i I think think it's worth the conversation and I actually, because I, I can think of a few that we're talking about that are similar to this. And I know you and mm-hmm. I have worked this way with a few of your mm-hmm. DMCs too. But it's mm-hmm. it, it really is a different situation then. Like, yeah, I, I just want the conversation to be open and honest, I guess, is my point here. Where I've run into yeah. recently, as, as you're aware, Katie, because I've bitched to you about it, is I've run into <laughs> a few situations where they haven't been open and honest. And it's basically bit me in the butt with the client later on when I have to... I'm like, no, but it kills me because I'm like, literally, you're not winning any favors for anybody in this industry. You've just made it worse for all of us because now I've lost trust and credibility because I trusted you and you're screwing me over and now I got to go back and do the work 10 times. Yeah. So that's my, I I guess I just want to be like, hey, everybody be forthcoming. So, so questions you can ask. The rate contract, obviously, this is a little tricky feel yourself out and th- here. this applies to obvious i mean i think this should be obvious but i just want to clarify that would apply to your operators dmcs or uh, you know obviously we're not talking about services guides accommodations yeah no 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 right that kind of thing no that's probably worth clarifying because there we yeah. do have some people that are that are new um so that's fine and then what's another good question um they can ask them Talk i would about- ask Go ahead. Yes. So I would, one thing that I would ask them is because you want however they work to work with your business model. Uh, so a question I get all the time and I'm obviously happy to answer is um, like, how do you work with commission? Uh, do you give me a net rate? Are you giving me a gross rate? If I wanted to pay you a net rate, could I do that? Um, 
ask those questions. So that way, however it is you prefer to handle your business, I work with a lot of advisors. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. I work with a few advisors who prefer me give them a net quote and then they tell me what they want to sell it for gross and that's totally fine or uh for the most part people have me just like built i i just give a commissionable rate that's a good question um Mm -hmm. ask how and some of you this won't be a big deal to and some of you it will and i i i get i think this is kind of my old school where where my upbringing comes in I don't like if I have, if my client has to, that's what I'm calling it nowadays. Um, (laughs) I don't like it if my client has to wire money and I know other people think that's not a big deal. That is just something I absolutely hate. I just don't, I I think there's too many, we've talked about this before. There's too many great options for invoicing that are cheap nowadays that if a company is not willing to like spend some money on an invoicing system, like, come on, I'm, I'm over that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big deal for me. Plus, it takes an extra step. So you want your my clients deposit ASAP, but now we have yeah. to take an it extra five longer. steps. Like mm-hmm. people, again, it's because people are so trained. The consumer's trained to do point click. We want. I don't want to operate in the sense of in a point click world, but there. Are, I want that modern convenience. I don't want to yeah. wire money. Well, that's an and, inconvenience. Yeah, that's. It's an inconvenience. It's also like adding an extra layer of stress to your client you know what I mean like when you have to walk someone through like okay you like if they don't know how to do it and like I know Heather you've had this problem where it's like okay I'm going to teach you how to use transfer wise and it's like okay you know that's not and then it doesn't work like I had a whole situation with a company in Peru where it didn't work and it was it was literally asinine and I was so frustrated um and so was the client understandably like it Mm -hmm. I I just have no patience for it. I'm like, this again is such a good point of where our industry is so archaic in some ways. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I actually do, now that we're talking about it, I do get asked, because well, obviously I get asked about like, how do I get paid? How does commission work? How does this work? Um, Often, which is totally, yeah, fair. Um, uh, And I'm actually working on this. We were just talking about this this week. I'm going to like have that information automatically go out the second you reach out. But... um, a lot of people ask me recently if I, they're like, oh, can I, use, can I pay you, you know, with the client's card and pay gross? And I'm like, yeah, of course. That's uh, how yeah. like, the, the vast majority of, you know, the people I work with do so this. So people must be used to not doing it. Like, yeah, as advisors, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't got no time for that, friends. Uh, that's just no. not. Uh, again, it's, I'm I, sure it's my old schoolness here. Uh, yeah. But I, I actually think that's archaic. So I'd love to, I'd actually love to hear an argument of why they think that's actually more modern, better. No, I think education. I, yeah, I think that I, in my opinion, in my humble opinion of how I do my business, I think everyone else should do it. Um, <laughs> I think that you should default to offering a credit card payment. Obviously, most people use credit card for everything, and if they if they I do I do get it occasionally, especially on you know higher dollar amount trips, um, where they. Are, they will ask about doing a transfer. That's totally fine. I'm happy to, you can transfer it to me. I'll happily send you that information and get that done. I think that should be a, an option, but you, yeah, if they're not offering to let it pay a credit card, I mean, I'm not saying don't work with them, but like decide if that's worth it for you. Are you gonna- Yeah, I agree. I was just saying, I, I guess I should preface this with like, doesn't mean I don't work with those companies. It just, I, it, I yeah. am just 100% annoyed. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and and understand that you're going to be spending the time to educate your client on how to handle that. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Oh, the other question other I would questions. ask them too, uh, also related to like money, how they take money is, especially if you're using someone in destination, um, ask what currency they're going to give you the quote in and what currency they'd like to be paid in and go from there. I know people, I mean, typically people charge in their home currency, you know what I mean? Like if you're getting Mm -hmm. a quote from from Europe, it's gonna be Euro or whatever, Um, but some do dollars. So I think it's, that's, again, just a place to clear, especially if you're newer, this is a place to clarify because um, you wanna make sure you're quoting your, client properly because which usually it's in the proposal but yeah it's worth you know paying attention to and um what else can you ask a supplier it's a good question so the budget question or like some the payment question um i would even ask like this is one thing that i um like to know because just when i go to an in-destination conference as a buyer um what if i'm if i get there if i'm interested and i'm like okay let's take the next steps like obviously we're going to stay in touch and i'll get more information but part of that information that i want is i want you to tell me how exactly how this works when we work together what is the best way because i don't want to stumble around when i don't have time to stumble around Mm -hmm. so like the best way to get a hold of you what what information do you want yeah Mm -hmm. it's like yeah so when i so when i let's say i have a client so what do i do email you what do you need what do you need from me? What should I expect from you? Okay, then how am I? How are we handling payment? When would that be due? How does this work? So that way you just know what's your turnaround um, time. Yeah. Yeah. And I granted, I do think a lot. Of, you're right though. If it's a sales rep, they're gonna lie a bit. They're gonna be like, our turnaround time's 24 hours, and you're like, okay, add yeah. add you know add two days to that yeah. just to be on the safe side, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. I actually respect that, but I just you know I well, hate yeah, the lies ju- game. Like stop selling me. I I also yeah. joke. But like I said this to Mindy Potter, um, the editor of Travel Age West, the other day, she was, uh, what did she say to me on Instagram? Something funny about like, she was headed somewhere beautiful and she was like, hey, it's all for you, my friend. And I go, hey, you can't say that to the person who sells to, like I say that. So don't sell to a seller. You know what I mean? Like, you, It's like marketing to yeah. a marketer. Like yeah. you can't say that. I say that. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't work. So um so I actually hope we do have some decent uh, salespeople listening to this that are not on the advisor side, because I, I think there's some really key takeaways here that we hear mm-hmm. from our peers. Yeah, I think a lot of it's just really, really valid that, stuff in here. That practical information is what, at least for me, that's yeah. always what I'm looking for. I'm like, OK, yeah, how? Oh, let's sorry, let's just say you sold something. me. How do I book you? Okay, yeah, go yeah. on. What Sorry, up? like, how do I actually? How, now, how do I? How do we actually make yeah, money? What's together? next? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we I we need to get somebody on here because you and I both think this is a mystery. Please, someone explain to us the the true role of these representation companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Totally I I and I hate to say <laughs> that because I love. Um, I should get Kristen more of Destinations of Distinction on here. I love her. I went to Belize on a fan with her. And I do think I like that slightly gave me a better idea of what their role is. Like, I know I need to reach out to her. She's a great resource. But there's some out there that I jet. I'm like, I, wait, am I supposed to book through you? Like, I, like I know I'm very clear with Kristen yeah. that I don't book through her. Um, and yeah. KAI, 
Um, I can't remember, Kurt, I forget what their big name is, their big long name is. They've been wonderful, but like, I also know I don't actually book through them. Now I can reach out to them and they'll connect me with the right whoever I need. And they'll like yeah. VIP our clients and stuff. But like, there's a few others. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to name some, I'm going to name drop here. Um, yeah. JMac. So do I book through JMac or do I just tell him I've booked? Like I book Canavis, but I know Marcos. The owner. So why do yeah. I go through JMAC? Do I need? Right. I, I'm so confused what that triangle is supposed to look like. So I guess Here's, actually I'm going to heed my advice this year. I'm going to do private luxury forums at Palm Beach. If you're going to be there, let me know. Um, I'm doing Traveler Maids Conference at the end of March. If anybody's going to be there, let me know. But I'm going to heed my own advice. I'm going to ask these questions. If there's a representation yeah. company there, what the hell do you want me to do? Here's my guess. Um... Because I never deal with sales. I'm, I'm like the same with you. It's like, well, I know who I'm working with. So I, that's who I go to. I don't deal with, uh, I don't need, I don't need to, to be introduced to a product via a sales rep, I guess. Um, I'm just going straight to the, you know what I mean? Or it would be someone yeah. in house, obviously, like a hotel sales manager, but not like a representation company. Um, I feel like their job is mainly awareness and maybe to be a re- a resource. But yeah, I don't, I guess they wouldn't do anything. Which I, looking. they would just connect I get you. that, but like, what, what? Yeah. I obviously can't even speak like then yeah. but I don't understand like we were talking about the JMAC one the other day I was like shoot am I what am I supposed to be yeah, doing what are we do- doing like I also I, think this kind of goes to there's so much pressure on the supplier side to be everywhere on. all the time so <laughs> wait what am I hearing yeah <laughs> Did you, I was like, there? did you hear that? Sorry. I heard I, I heard something briefly in the background. Are you on, watching TV? <laughs> no. <laughs> that like, would actually be super hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like one of those sta- I was like pulling up an article and there was a pop-up banner and since I have the volume up, sorry guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a uh, Disney Cruise pop-up too, so that was super amazing. Um <laughs> So oh, sorry, man. didn't no, realize. You're good. You're good. Um, um, so, anyways, we need to get somebody on because I would love. Yes. I, if you're listening to this and you are a representative, we would love to have you on. We just need to. I, I'm. If I'm confused, twelve years later, then somebody else is confused unless they've been taught. I also. Yeah. This is where I'm gonna like pick on something. I feel like that is really big in the virtuoso world, and since I've never mm-hmm. been virtuoso, I'm like. Somebody please tell me what I'm missing. Like, why is that so big over in your yeah. world? But it's not big in, I've been signature and travel leaders and now I'm traveler made and kind of, and on my own. And you I'm know, like, I, I'm doing just fine. So what am I missing? You know what I think is interesting? So this kind of just made me have a thought. So on, I uh, I think it was on the, the first listener question episode uh, where I'm talking, where we're kind of covering education and I'm talking about using your resources. You know what I think is one of the most underused resources is the reservations team on the ground like at the hotel the reception person that person is there day in and day out and i know everyone likes to think that there's like some sort of clout in like a vip and a client and going to the sales director to the gm to their sales rep but they're not like on their their hands are dirty or as yeah, dirty, and, I, and, say. I won't say yeah, that about and, every and, sale. I won't say that about well, every GM. Well, says, and listen, like those salespeople, like, of course they could do that. You know, that is a big part of their job. Absolutely. But I, over the course of my career, have, you know, have developed good relationships with people that are work, in working reception and working in reservations, and they have more power than they think you do, than you think so, because they're the ones like I've had a bit. 
rooms become available that were unavailable previously. Um, you know, and they're doing these bookings all the time, so they're really great sure. at advising you on like room types and room categories. I think I think that's one thing that's kind of tricky with these shows is you're often meeting someone who is in sales and of course, yeah, definitely reach out to them. Like I'm not saying don't, but at the same time like you you can also be very well taken care of just by reaching out to their team who who puts those bookings in all day every day. I think that's valid. And actually, that's a good point because I saw someone say on um I think it was on TPT's Instagram somebody we're following so I'm sorry I'm not giving you proper credit, but they always talk to the doorman at a hotel and mm, I thought that's yes. genius. Yeah. They that's they the genius. Things. They yeah. they know things, they see things. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. The other thing it's, you talk about a lot Katie that you always present to me as far as destination product knowledge is the yeah. visitors bureau. Yeah. I always was, forget about yeah, a good t- visit that's a great resource. Yeah, the tourism boards, like just go to the Find the Main website. They often list, you can often find um, itinerary you know, ideas. List. Yeah, you can find sample itineraries. You can find like basic information uh, as far as like seasonality and when to go and that kind of like, you know, super entry level stuff is super helpful. They're, um, they're also yeah, usually they're, pretty travel trade friendly. Like yes, most of them are. would love to hear mm-hmm. from you. Um, yeah, I know oh, some absolutely. of them have bigger, bigger like presences. Like Hawaii, obviously, yes. is a great one. Gosh, Vienna Tourist Board is always at something and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I think that that's a really smart resource. Yeah, that's a good that's a good resource. I think it often gets over overlooked. Now, I do want to talk about my favorite way to be, educate yourself in destination is to plan your own fam. Um, when you get asked on a fam and it's a group, I, I, I'm saying this from experience, I mostly do my own. Um, and then if I'm on one where I say, am, you know, part of the tourism board is putting it on or whatever. I mean, listen, those are lovely and absolutely fantastic. I always have a great time and very educational, but they're, you're, you when you take yourself out of the process of actually planning it i think that you do lose a little bit of the educational element of that because you you know they take care of everything so you just show up and you go from this place to the next place to the next place and um you know when you actually plan your own fam where you go where you where you set up your own hotel bookings where you mm-hmm. drive from place to place or get a guide from place to place that's going to be a totally different experience and i i I think that it's undervalued because I know on the advisor side, very often, um, obviously, most people want to opt for something that is going to be hosted and paid and don't want to pay out Mm -hmm. of pocket. And I think you're doing yourself a disservice. I think that's a great investment in yourself and in your business. And if you guys heard me on, I was on Instagram stories this week, like adding addendums to our last podcast episode, because I always forget stuff. And one of the things I was talking about was how, you know, I, I see people investing thousands of dollars on like the perfect website within two months of opening their business or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, wh- which if you have unlimited resources, that's fantastic. That's great. I would argue that you would be better off spending a few thousand dollars on a really great fam to an area that you know you will be selling. I love that. That's going to last you for years to come. And okay, so Katie, yes, we need to talk about how cheap the travel industry likes to, how cheap the advisor side likes to be. I'll start it since I am one. 
I feel, and <laughs> you can you. <laughs> you can take off because I know that's a pain yeah. point for you, but it's it's valid. Yeah. Katie spends literally thousands. I mean, mm-hmm. multiple thousands of dollars. And and Katie doesn't. I, I'm just saying how it, how it is. You don't do that many shows because it is very expensive and your marketing budget mm-hmm. isn't quite as large as somebody else's. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the big names they're spending thousands of dollars on these shows because they have to essentially pay for all of us advisors to go and then i mean you guys have probably seen or maybe you haven't there's like running jokes about the travel advisors who come in to a dinner and like literally take a plate to go because that's (laughs) like how cheap they are I used to I used to work with somebody who was like that, so it makes me like I'll never forget her packing a bacon sandwich, <laughs> so she didn't have to buy lunch off the cruise ship. Oh, Literally two pieces of bread gosh. and some bacon. We were like, uh, uh no, yeah. we'll grab lunch, but it's included. Or, Are you kidding? I've, I've done shows where they like you literally see people rolling in like they have no interest in talking to you. They're coming in with a suitcase because heaven forbid yes. they don't leave with 8,000 cheap branded pens. Yes. <laughs> and all the brochures. I am, all the and brochures. I know I I know I'm not I don't I can't speak for everyone obviously I've uh, I'm just a very paperless person at this point in my life and I can't yeah. handle a brochure. There's I'm looking around my office right now. I don't have a single MFing brochure in here and I haven't <laughs> in over two years I bought I had bought some I would order some river cruise ones because I was meeting with clients that needed some and I had no problem but they literally sent me like five of each and I was like no 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 I'm throwing I mean, these out now at least the people that are taking those are like pretending to learn your product I've literally had people show up and be like like they don't they won't even give you they'll give you a like quick hello and then they're just gonna grab stuff off your table and run what in the actual <laughs> just so hilarious like Justin kind of hilarious. so my my brother he's helped to helped me with some of these shows because like the bigger ones it's like it's a lot to manage and he can keep people you know talk to people while i i'm engaged with someone until i can you know talk to the next person and i remember we did this one show that was so awful and um all these people came in and he like whispered to me he was like what who are these people he's like why does why does everyone look <laughs> this homeless? is my industry what justin is happening this is yeah the class. And i was like i don't know i don't know man it's weird <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh, you're like gosh. don't judge us don't judge us don't, don't judge us but it does kind of bring us to like sort of a bigger point because i didn't notice i've noticed this more more recently and heather we've talked about this i think that because of how our industry typically works, which is at these large events, as an advisor, you get invited and you're hosted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas as a supplier, I am part of the ones writing the check for that event. Right. <laughs> so um, it, it does bring up like kind of an interesting dynamic where I think I'm just so used to it on my side of the business that I um, am not phased by paying for things. That's why I'm not phased by obviously paying for my own fams yeah Yeah. i i don't and honestly like and people are gonna be like i would never do something like this but i do i've had like if i have let's say it's a hotel and it's on my radar and i'm not sure yet right i'll go and i'll pay full rate and i'll experience i don't tell them who i am i don't tell them i don't say anything i go as a guest and i see how that experience is if it goes well afterwards i'll reach out and see about working like, together okay we can talk about it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mystery shop my own stuff so 
I just think that, like, yeah, I, I, I've, I've definitely learned them on the advisor side. This is obviously a blanket statement. I'm sure this doesn't apply to everybody. Um, but I have noticed on the advisor side that there's, like, a, sort of an expectation to be yeah. paid for. And, and then you have I, to And I'm going to say that I, I mean, you know this about me. Like, yeah. I will get bratty about event specific, not a fam, but let me clarify. I don't get bratty about a fam being paid for. But if you want me mm-hmm. to come to a conference, I'm not, like, I kind of will throw yeah. a fit about paying anything. At this point in my career, I, yeah. that's going to sound as bitchy as I probably mean it. But I'm like, why am yeah. I paying when I've put my dues in? Well, if you no, want me there. Fair. and. And when it comes to a conference, but a like, fam, you coming story. with where you are in the um, industry is you're adding volume. Well, I'm adding oh, no, something. Vol- I don't sorry, know. Sorry, sorry. I, like, I meant value. You, I, I said value. <laughs> I meant value. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. I meant value. Value, not volume. I'm done with you. <laughs> You okay. when they you know when they invite you to this you are taking up space in the room. <laughs> I, bet, I mean that is definitely true. Somebody's gonna hear this and be like, finally somebody knocked Heather down about ten notches. Finally, oh, um, I I also would like you all to know that I finally uh, hired an uh, apprentice and she definitely knocked me down about ten ten paces. So it's good. I'm gonna get mine. I'm gonna get schooled. It's fine. I didn't mean to school you because I do it's feel okay. this way. We've talked I'll about this before. It. I feel like you're you're adding value. Um, now, that said, as far as, you know, now that we've established, obviously, when it comes to conferences and things like that, uh, suppliers are paying. When you go on a FAM at a very low rate, like, obviously, that money is coming from somewhere. So you also need to think about what it is you're being shown not that not that you, they're not showing you the best because obviously in a destination like they want to show you they want you to experience it okay so i don't want this to sound negative in that way right. but at the same time you you're going to see what they've planned for you to see because they are paying for they it they get to pick it yeah 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 I also, when we're talking about this too, because this has recently come up in a couple of our one-on-one call questions, Katie, but A, I think what people have to get over, especially, and you're a good example of this, and I'm going to kind of lead this into another side of it. This is a bit more of the business mm-hmm. education side or business you know, part of it. But A, when you first started, uh, well, it was called Freeable Travel then, but North and Leisure, <laughs> you, the first thing you did was plan a trip and get on a plane. Now, granted, you have a very... Yeah. You have obviously have a niche, but mm-hmm. the same thing could happen for an advisor. Whether you think you're going to start with the Caribbean or Italy or Australia or Morocco or yeah. wherever you're starting, you get you you put yourself a trip together. Most hotels are very, and I've kind of coached people through this. Um, they're very usually like happy, especially when you're starting out mm-hmm. and you have a host and you have some consortia connection. Now you, you're not trying to take advantage, but you reach out and you say, "Hey, I'm actually planning my own trip. I'm just getting started." Yeah. Like, tell them where you're at. Meet them where you know. Tell them where you're at yes. and say, "Do you have an industry rate that you'd be willing to offer?" And they're either yeah. going to say yes or no. Like you, but you have to be putting willing to put some skin in the game. 
And I would also say that you have to ask it in a way that's like, I, like I'd, I'd be interested in staying overnight, but if not, I would still love to stop and see the property yes. so that they know that you're yes. legitimately interested. You're not just trying to get I'm an so overnight. I'm so glad you said that. Cause that's true. That's the other, you say, but I'd love to have a site inspection if we can't make it work, whatever. And you still set yeah. something up. Yeah. Um, yep. The other thing that goes directly related to that, if you aren't willing to, this kind of comments to your website thing, if you aren't willing to spend that money, mm-hmm. guys, like, I don't know what to tell you. You have, to, I really do believe in you have to spend money to make money. I'd be happy to be yeah. coached otherwise if something has worked for you. Like, I'm open to that. It, that in my experience, though, I've had to spend money yeah. to make money and none of it is, has come back and bit me in the butt well, yet. At the end of the day, we work in travel. What are we not going to spend money on travel? It's like, a write off. The things that you experience are the things that you will sell the best. Thank you. I just had this question or we just had this question recently. And I like, especially as a mom with two kids, I understand how hard it is to leave. I I won't deny anybody, any other parent that. Um, But guess what? The places I go to are the places I sell. And so if I have to spend, um, I think my fam to the Amalfi Coast back in the fall cost me, I think I spent roughly 2,500 to three grand. And some of you might be balking and you're like, but what the heck? I, I still got comp nights in there. I paid, Most of that was in guiding and driving um, mm-hmm. in, my, in my air. And you know what, though? That was still cheaper than a client's really probably going to spend oh, for the places yeah, I for stayed. Sure. I stayed in all five-star sure. properties. I still spent less than a client. Um, yeah. But I spent all of that. And guess what? I've already made it back. Like, of course. That's, yeah. that's nothing. So when you get an opportunity, and I also want to say this, and I want to say this carefully in the sense that I, I realize, but because this question has come up, people want to move from like their typical chain, all-inclusive, fun in the sun mm-hmm. to something bigger. Well, if yeah. you're, all you're doing is going on those cheap or free fun in the sun fams for with all the big name, all-inclusive. That's what you'll keep selling. Yeah. yeah, guys, I hate to break it to you. Mm-hmm. You got to move out, out of that. If you want mm-hmm. to sell something bigger and better and make more money and be happier in what you're doing because you're not dealing with their bullshit, you got it. You got to spend money and go experience it. And it and it happens so naturally, too, because every time, like, yes. first of all, I've said this a million times, like, obviously, I'm never going to stop going back to Ireland. And every time I go, I experience new stuff. And every time I come back, I'm like, wow, you know what? I've I I've got to get some other people to do this thing that I did because it was like amazing. It just like made such a difference. It could even be like Cliff we talked about this before, Cliff at Lions. This was a, a great example for me. This I've been working with them. I work with all the um Cliff brand properties in Ireland and they um I had I, I got to stay overnight finally uh, on my last trip in October, and when I stayed there, it just gave me so much more context because it's not your typical property. It's like spread out over a few buildings. So then, like I understand, like okay, how close is this to this? What what does this really look like in the context of the whole property? I went to their spa and it was transcendent, and now I'm like. Okay, every Damn. everybody in the world needs to know about this spa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because damn, I, 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 I'm like, friends. I was so it was like the best massage I've ever had. Nothing has lived up to it since. So I'm like, okay, like people need to know that this is 
the spot. You know what I mean? Like, this is a good spot. Um, and obviously, not that I was not saying it wasn't a good spot before, but like, you know, exp- like actually taking the time to cells. go, yeah, to not- go to the spa. Yeah, that's that's different than walking. That's not through. anything new either. Like, but yeah. if you're not if you're not walking that walk, actually, the girl I went with, I don't know if Brandy will ever listen to this. Um, Brandy, my dear friend that I actually met on a fam years ago, and we've taken a fam together every year. She went to the Amalfi Coast with me. I didn't realize until we got there that she didn't really ever sold the Amalfi Coast, and she was telling me that. And she texted me just a few weeks ago and said, "Guess what? Just sold my first sold Amalfi it. Coast." So yeah. there you go. Done. Yep. And then all it takes is one. One will equal yeah. two, two will equal three, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So if you're not sure how to how to do that, I do think you have to step carefully. I'm not going to lie, especially when you're new. You can't go out there asking for 100 fams. Uh, you, that's tacky. No. You, got, you have and, yeah, to be willing yeah. to put some money in it to show that you're Ooh. serious. Um, you can really I? do. <laughs> okay. What? So... I just want to make this point because... Oh, I, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, if you're, like, if you're putting together your own fan, like, yeah, just go directly to, to the hotels and stuff. Yes, um, valid. But it, I have had the experience now, which I, I no longer do, uh, if I put together a fam, that is a courtesy service for people that have been working with me uh, for a significant amount of time. Um, because I have had many a, many a advisor come to me get me to basically trade on my relationships to set up a fan for them and then one got no business or two like just not appreciative and uh yeah I mean I don't do that anymore but this should go without saying um don't reach out to an operator that you've never worked with and be like can you give me Mm -hmm. a fam unless they're like when I say an operator I mean someone like me who's working with hotels and guides obviously you know like if they own the cruise ship, yeah, reach out to them. Um, but right, yeah. and actually, and I would say too, like if you're gonna come, Katie, as I'm using you as an example, if you're gonna mm-hmm. come to Katie and you're like, hey, I actually want to use your guides, expect that she's just gonna give you her net rate. Like yeah. she's not gonna reach out to the guide on your behalf and ask yeah. for a free a free stay. That if that just doesn't, guys, that doesn't make sense. And also, it goes back to our original rule. Rule two. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Don't be a um, dick. And here's, and I want you to understand why, because I've made this mistake. Like I've done this for people and then it's embarrassing to me that like, I, it's one thing to, to not come back and, and give me the business. That's frustrating, but it is what it is. Um, it's embarrassing to me that like now I know that no bookings are going to these hotels that I arrange for you. And you have to understand when I'm reaching out for, to someone on your behalf, you, you are, it's not just asking for a connection. You're asking me to trade on 10 years of a relationship. And sure, yeah, I can call in those favors, but don't ask me to call in a favor if we don't have that kind of relationship Preach, right sister. now. It's just like a client, like literally look at that just like a client situation. As a client asks you to do something absurd and you have no working relationship with them, like what's your, isn't the thing that goes around the Facebook forums, that, what do they say, It'd be like, if someone calls you for cruise advice or something and you haven't booked it, people are like, I can't because it's a, a, a liability. Same thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I, now. I, I'm I mean, I've had, I know, well, listen, you, cause you know all the stories. I mean, I've literally had people like hit me up on Instagram me, that just are like, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And like, after I said no, was even like, but, uh, would you do this? And it's like, okay, let's kidding? not do this. Don't let's be not desperate. have this combo. Not this is embarrassing. Ourselves. Yeah. 
So I guess other ways to find fams when you're brand new and you want to put them together. A, your host agency, host agency yes. should be helping if you have a yes, host. Yes, yes, um, I would love to go into a whole section about hosts sometime because all the opinions yeah. um, of the things that they are, do, are doing and not doing. Um, mm-hmm. But they really should. And I guarantee some of them are going to be kind of assholeish to you if you're brand new and they're like, what do you mean you want a fam? But p- you need to a approach it the right way and say, I'm actually looking to put my own together. I'm going to th- decide on a destination. Don't come, mm-hmm. do not come to it like, well, what would be the des- best, des- be- I cannot talk, best destination. No, you need to do that yes. research. That's your job. Figure out yeah. where you want to go and then say, here's what I'm thinking of doing. Um, what do you think the best methodology is? Now, if they point you to a supplier, I I would actually say that they're not, they don't get it then, unless they're just like, yeah. go put it together on travel impressions or classic and pay yourself net rate. That'd be, that is one way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you could just reach out to the hotels individually after you book them and say, hey, I'm coming in. I would love to meet. I think that's okay. But if you're actually looking to get specifically an industry rate, then you just need to take it upon yourself. Google map some things. Get it through the hotel. Ask your ask and, some colleagues who might, who should I use for transfers? Um, yeah. or, and if you can't find anybody, ask the hotel to arrange transfers and then be like, I need a driver yeah. for the day to take me to this hotel, this hotel, and this hotel. Let me see your activities. Like, you're going to have to put some work into it, some reading and research and work. I hate to tell you and that. And this is good. This is really good practice, especially if you are yeah. in the industry. Like, yeah, you you need practice planning trips. Plan your own trip. You know what I mean? Um, and then also, I feel like this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, plan your, like, say you can only do one of these a year, whatever, whatever your budget is. Mm-hmm. Um, for your, go to the one that you feel confident that not only that you want to sell, but not like in a aspirational way. I think if you know your client base isn't there yet, don't. Does that make sense? You know, no, what I mean? that like, does. And I would, I guess, I would kind of add I, to like, that, don't like, do okay, like a high end Japan if that's not what when your all your sell is the Caribbean. Yes, but yes. let's say all I'm going to use the Caribbean as an example because I see this the most. So let's say yeah. you do sell a ton of the Caribbean and you're doing tons of. Fun and sun, and you're doing. I'm just gonna say them because I have. I actually haven't sold them since I've been on a fam. If you believe that, went on a charisma fam, had the most embarrassing experience, um, and haven't sold them since. So there you go. Uh, sorry, sorry to charisma on that. That was your fault um, for wasting. Your money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anywho. Um, yeah. But let's say that's like, let's say a ton of your clients are doing secrets and charismas and sandals and beaches. And you're like, man, I really want to move past this. Yeah, I'm making money. But like, we all know how many issues they have there um, in the corporate side of things. So take it one step further and be like, I'm going to go to Antigua and I'm going to stay at Hermitage, Blue Waters. Um, yeah. Uh, Veranda, like a mix of those properties, Galley Bay, something in that range. I'm trying to think of some of the others that I'm totally blanking on. Blue Waters. Um, shoot. There's one with a C. Anywho, um, Carlisle Bay, I think is what I was thinking of. Or I'm going to go to St. Lucia. And while I do send a, sell a ton of sandals or Royalton, I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to stay at Body Holiday, at Cat Mason, at, uh, oh my, why is my brain? At T-Kai, why can I say it? Oh, T-Kai. 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 Um, at yeah. Sugar Beach. Like, 
Or you know what? Use your points and stay at Sandals, but do all your sites at all the other places. You're trying to, yeah. you want to get to the next level, and that's how you get. You don't. You might show a little Sandals to give a little credit. You're staying there on points or whatever, but you've done your, you've put your time in. If that's the case, um, yeah. But you're showing all the other places. That's yeah. that's how you start marketing yourself a hair above, a hair above. If you're mm-hmm. after, if that's what you're after. So I think that's yeah. how you kind of over overcome those things. Um, or start just, getting don't to be the afraid next level. to yeah you got to do it to get to the next level and don't be afraid to i i honestly think dollar for dollar this is the best investment you can Absolutely. put into your business yeah 100%. i think it i mean I think I, it's great every time i go to ireland i spend a few thousand and i'm getting mostly comps um at a lot of my yeah properties. i was gonna say you know what i mean I spent. I still spent a couple grand to go to Amalfi Coast, and I had plenty. I I say a lot of money. It's not a lot for what I get. Well, yeah, but that's we have a weird scale. That is the hard part about this side of the industry. We're like, I'm still spending a lot less than a normal consumer, but like the scale is off here. Um, Yeah, but I mean, gosh, I think I and I think I'm on the mid to low end of what I spent in travel last year. But I think it was seventeen thousand in travel last year. Um, but that's all a tax write off for me. So it's money that goes directly back into my business. I don't feel bad about that money. And this year it's going to be hopefully a little higher. Yeah. And you, you will make that back in sales because the reality is, I mean, even if you only get to go to a destination one time and you're just scratching the surface, that is still better. And that will serve you for more years than, you know, um, 300 five minute meetings over two days. Preach, sister. You know I believe in that. Okay, so we're going to touch on the business education side of it in another podcast. Yeah, um, since we're over an hour stretch, it's always so much like more. I it's like we have more opinions than I realize until we start. (laughs) Shocker, shocker that we have shocker. Um, so we'll cover business education because really that is a whole nother topic in a lot of ways because you and I, yeah. there's so, there's literally millions of resources we could go into, but um, yeah. we'll put some show notes in here to recap places you can find the things, what to ask suppliers. If you have not downloaded bundle template bundle number one that has Katie's yeah. supplier cheat sheet in it, that is a wonderful mm-hmm. resource. Um, I would love it if we all started using it so all the suppliers knew what we wanted and this would become more of a mutual thing that we were this working is also, on the same team. Yeah, on the same team. And this is also a really good, I think, litmus test for if you're working with a supplier for the first time. And you, if you go through that cheat sheet and you give them all of that information on there and it's like they said, whatever they do just isn't really, they're kind of ignoring all of the detail that you've put into it, that that that. Is, tells you uh, everything that tells you everything you need to know yeah friends we got to join together to train them up right train them right? up train them <laughs> up um but otherwise good news i mean depending on when you're listening to this uh we're recording this on valentine's day so happy valentine's day which won't be mm-hmm. applicable when this goes out yeah. but we have less than two weeks and bundle 2.0 is going to be available for purchase we are including a lot of really, really amazing stuff in there. It is my entire workflow process, um, all of our candid template emails. It's also going yeah. to include, there is a live, I do not know how to save this, so maybe somebody can help me, Katie, hopefully. I don't know how to save I the live to a highlight. Out, I know, you, when, you said, when you said you were gonna save it, I was like thinking in my head, I was like, I don't actually know how to save it. Cause I, we've, we did well, a live did. before one time, remember? And we didn't, yeah, we and never figured screwed. it out. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. So I said in the story settings that I saved it to my camera roll. It is not there. 
So uh. I I wish I um could give us better news than that. Yeah, I don't I actually don't know if you can there. actually save the lives as a highlight. It's kind of like you uh, you get your day, you know what I mean? Stupid. Watch it that's when it's there. Stupid <laughs> to be totally honest, that's very stupid, but yeah. okay. Agreed. So unfortunately yeah. that won't be there forever. Um so we'll have to cover it again sometime. <laughs> uh but we're also going to include the I do a thing in my Travify called what to do when and it coaches the client through really hard hard situations so we're going to include that also um yeah so if you're not signed up for our emails please travelprotheory.com sign up for the email so you yeah, get the now's first the time. word out that we, it's available we don't and, spam you we send like one a month yeah and that's you know hoping hoping we remember and, and that's scrambling to yeah, put that's it together say, that's 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 us trying our best it may be less yeah <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't hold us to that. Anywho, yeah. hope you have a wonderful rest of your day whenever you're listening to this. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye.